Hey, boys and girls, we are back. We are on fire. We are losing our minds from social distancing and being trapped in our homes. I mean, at least Hambone gets to live with his friends, so there's friendship there. I am uh, with my lovely wife, which is a wonderful experience, working from home with my wife all day long, every day. No, 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 it is actually quite lovely. We've got our own barriers. You know, I'm up in the office. She's she's downstairs. Hambone, you're, you're waiting to start a job, so there's that fun part of life. But what else yeah, is we'll new with you, that. Hambone? You know what, man? I'm social distancing just like everybody else. I'm happy to be living in a house and a building with my friends, so I get to have some social contact. Have, uh, I've wait, also, I have a quick question. Have yeah. you become friends with the people that live all the way upstairs now? Uh, no. No, like, because I figured maybe just out of need for more humans, you started talking to the people in the attic. No, no, no. I mean, I talk to a lot of people on the internet, so that's enough. And then, you know, sometimes I'll run groceries for people when I'm going out for groceries, so I'll wave at them through their windows, and I feel like that's that social connection. I get to leave the house for, like, half an hour every day to go drop... Dro- well, we've been doing the back and forth. Sometimes she'll drop off, I'll pick up, but, like, the time I get to either drop him off or pick him up and then do a quick Dunkin' Donuts... By the way, huge thank you to Dunkin' Donuts. Your order pickup thing is what's keeping us alive right now. Being able to run in, not touch or talk to anybody, and just grab my coffee and go. Huge thank you, Dunkin' Donuts, and your app. But uh, that, like, half hour every day is the only outside joy I have, Hambone. Yeah, I don't go outside unless I have to. And I, and I wear gloves and a mask, and I'm pretty covered up. I'm, like, forging. I'm, like, in Fallout. Like, the Fallout world that you love so much, I feel like I'm in, this you is know, it. semi-weekly. This is it. And I've been playing Outer Worlds like crazy, too. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Animal Animal Farm, Animal Crossing, Hambone. But you have the full lineup. Breathe some life into this show. What are we going to talk about this week? So this week, we are going to talk about the absolutely batshit bonker banana pants documentary tiger king on netflix animal crossing is out and seemingly everybody except me is playing it so we're going to chat about that a little bit i'm running DD and rpg games over discord so i have a lot to say about keeping it together when you're social distancing and finally i got to finally watch onward today because it's now on cable and not just in theaters so i've got some thoughts on that i i saw i was watching onward today too and i'm just like oh my god it's like they went to the mind of hambone and created the perfect the perfect movie for like a D&D warlord dungeon master, which is probably why it's not hugely appealing to everybody. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, housekeeping. I mean, we're obviously social distancing as everyone else should. But, you know, this could be over by Easter now, Hambone, right? Nah, that's a load of shit. Don't listen to it. Stay <laughs> home as long as you fucking can. Stay the fuck away from people. Wash your goddamn hands. Sterilize everything. This is no joke. And anyone who's like, oh, well, you know, we got to put the put the economy first. We don't care about people. Fuck them. Fuck them and the horse they rode in on. Stay the fuck home, everybody. You are very angry. There's an entire state called Florida that thinks this is not an issue. Let them sink into the sea, brother. Sorry, guys. Is that what's going to happen? It's going to be now Florida Uber Alice, not California Uber Alice? Pretty much. Anyway, uh, other what other? I have plenty of housekeeping today. There is also tonight, uh, if you're hearing this, we're taping this on Tuesday. Uh, tonight, Dark Side of the Ring drops. What a season. It's almost like they're in shock that they got a second season of that show. So they are just pulling out all the bu- big guns. I mean, I don't know what's left after this season. They've got to reach a little bit because this season we got, we're starting with the two-hour Crisp and Wah We've got uh, isn't Jimmy Snooker this season? Well, and- well, uh, hold on a second, buddy. What you're burying? You're burying the lead here. We're doing the Chris Benoit story 
narrated by Chris fucking Jericho. Yes, yes. And and that makes sense considering how much he's talked about it, particularly in his podcast. Also know that you know, we got Dimalenko because he's now in AEW. There's a cast that this is gonna be one of the best versions of the story ever. Up till now, the best version has been the Jericho podcast with uh Nancy Benoit's sister. I think that's her name. Um that was incredible. But this show it's gonna be on Vice. Uh, it's a full season of just the the most fucked up things there is to know about in the in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, you think it's fake. Yeah, I mean, it's it. This is none of this is fake. This is some horrible, horrible stuff. Though there is some levity because they do the brawl for it all, which is just I can't wait for that episode. That's gonna be the one moment of happiness this season, Hambone. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, because everything else is going to be sad, sack, city. Yeah, uh, just uh, plug our friend Chris Gethard. He's going to be hosting an after show, much like Talking Dead or uh, Talking Smack. You know, he's going to do one of those after shows uh, immediately, I think, immediately after the the episodes air on Vice TV, which is on Fios. But God, don't ask me what channel it's actually on. All I know is that it's in high definition, and that's all that really matters. Seriously. Disney kids, get with it okay it's it's not fair that i have to watch bluey on the app because when you watch bluey on tv it's standard def do you know what bluey is oh, do you know what no, bluey I, is I, you've I got to want to know you've got to introduce amelie to it it's on disney kids and it's a australian it's an australian cartoon everyone speaks in australian which is like all the little quirks and the nuances which are so cute and it's it's two little girls it's it's uh bluey and and bingo and they are like humanoid dogs. They're not like they're not like dog dogs. They're, they're they're you know they talk and they have family and it's the greatest family dynamic ever. Their mom and dad are the greatest parents in the whole world. They're very realistic. It's not like cartoonish. It's more like I mean the cartoon is a cartoon. I'm not explaining it, but the the topics they talk about are definitely more sensitive and 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 very very much like in tune to George? what reality is like. George, or, yes. You've only been home like several days. I am terrified to see how you're going to be once you get to the end of this. To be fair, I'm not with my child. We are taking my child to my parents for uh, during the day, so I'm not watching cartoons all day long. I'm very I'm very passionate about three things: Muppet Babies, Puppy Dog Pals. And Bluey. Day fiance. And Bluey. And Daddy Day Fiance. I meant more for cartoons, buddy. Cartoons. Oh, I'm buddy, just saying just if say. you want to introduce your goddaughter to a larger field of cartoon entertainment, that's what you should do. You really should listen to me. I have, Am I ever wrong? Sometimes. But listen, I already know what Blippy is, and that's more than enough for me. What's so. Blippy? Save yourself, George. Don't What's Blippy? No, tell us. He's he's like some this dude who like sings songs about shapes. Oh and my stuff. god, no! I think George is more into that than 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 his daughter is. I think that's uh, just his I fetish. Is Blippy? Anyway, give us a cocktail this week. So this week, since we are talking about things being sterilized and clean, uh, we're going to do a Windex shot for everyone. This is a shot oh, that they used Greek? to make. No, it's not Greek. <laughs> it's a shot that they used to make down at uh, QXTs in Newark. This is like years and years ago. But uh, what it is, is it's vodka, 151, and a splash of blue carousel to turn it, you guessed it, blue. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get a shaker. You're probably going to want to make enough for everybody with this one. So I'd say put four ounces of vodka in there, an ounce and a half of 151, a half an ounce of blue carousel, shake it up with some ice, strain into a shot glass, sling it back, and whatever's on the inside is going to get cleaned up. Windex shot. 
I, I thought you meant like like diarrhea. I mean, it's a lot of alcohol, so who knows? <laughs> Your funny level is is at a weird level today. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It's kind of strange. Are you sad at all? Is this like really getting to you? Is it a week and a half in and you've just like, I'm done with this? No, it's it's not that. Like, I mean, dude, I, I could stay home for a while. Like, do I want to see my girlfriend? Yes. Do I want to see my parents? Absolutely. Like, there's lots of things I'd like to be doing, but I understand the necessity of staying home and staying the fuck away from people. Every time I got to turn on the TV or the news and I hear a dumb shit running his mouth about things he clearly doesn't know about, which is going to get people killed, it just makes me angry. And then being stuck inside all day, it kind of just lets that anger fester up. And I'm kind of like, well, shit, if any of you dickbags vote for him in November, you're dead to me. And I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Stay the fuck home. Do you know what makes you a lot happier? If you watch Bluey or Muppet Babies or Puppy Dog Pals. I think I've had my fill of blippy, buddy. I'm I'm good on that front. Oh, Lord. You are just so not selling this today. What is the first topic we're going to be talking about? So something I, I do want to sell to literally everybody who is listening right now is the Netflix documentary, Tiger King. Holy shit. I will say that there's things that you've never steered me wrong on that I can completely say with absolute confidence. And one of those things is the many documentaries that you have me check out. Uh, I thought that, you know, don't fuck with cats. Could it be top? Then I saw McMillions, and I'm like, well, look, there, there's nothing, there, there's nothing new under the sun. And then I saw Tiger King, and I think that this is the last documentary I'm ever going to watch because, really, where do you go from Tiger King? So I, my great, my pinnacle, my ultimate documentary is okay. King of Kong, uh, which is the story of the war between uh, the two people who claim they were the first or the greatest to beat Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, and and their war. Uh, between each other. That is one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. Everybody should go check it out. King of Kong. Uh, though this Tiger King, I can't even begin to explain what it takes to be someone who just participated in this documentary. Everyone in this is crazy. It is about one individual, but it is the cast of characters that surround him and the state of Florida, which explains a lot about Florida. That Florida, made Oklahoma. this what it is today. I know, but it all leads back to Florida. So I have been, when I've been, last time I was in Florida, not last time, but last time we went without a child, we went to the McCarthy Animal Sanctuary. McCarthy, who is featured in this documentary as well. I was like, this is the greatest big cat sanctuary in the world. It's got to be. And so I thought this was about him. And I realized, no, there's another one. And then I, there was the, the, the Tiger Queen in this, Carol, who I'm like, well, maybe it was hers. And it's no. Then I look up. I go on my phone. I'm like, well, let's see which cat sanctuary I went to back in the day. And there are like a hundred of them in Florida. That The South is obsessed with big cats, which is so strange, people, because guess what? They're not from America. They are from Africa. I don't get this. I don't get the appeal of having a big cat. I don't understand. I love cats. I'm going to start with a PSA. I love cats. I have two you cats. One is, one is a Bengal. It's like five generation out of Ocelot. It roars and pisses on everything. It's frightening. Just its obsession over my wife. But she is little. She is a very petite little kitty cat. I don't know what it, like, I guess it's a power thing. Like, oh, I'm rich. I got nothing else to buy. I'm going to buy a fucking tiger. But a tiger and a lion and a cheetah and an ocelot will fucking eviscerate you right up the middle, guts out all over the place. And yet there is such a giant culture of I need a big cat in this country that there needs to be a million sanctuaries 
all throughout Oklahoma, Florida, Texas. And that's where we get to this documentary. And I just saw the preview, and I'm like, well, I like cats. I like big cats. This is quirky. I'll watch it. But for me to call up Hambone and say, Hambone, this is a much watch, must-watch show. And on a lead-in for our show, that you need to watch it. Now I'm salivating too much, so take over. So, George, let me ask you a quick question. Has your cat ever scratched you? Yes, my cat has scratched you many times. How bad did it hurt when your tiny little baby cat scratched you? Exactly. A lot. It has been a very, it's like a paper cut, but wider. Yeah, and, and sassier because it's a cat. So I'm watching this documentary, and at first I'm like, okay, you know, you always heard about rich people back in the day buying, like, dumb animals that they really couldn't take care of because, I mean, a dog is a big responsibility. I can't imagine a 400-pound fucking tiger, even when it's a tiger cub. Like, that's a lot. So for those listening at home, a lot of these sanctuaries pop up because there are people who do breed these beautiful animals and then sell them off to rich people and people who just think it's a cool idea to have them. And then there's also sanctuaries that have to pop up because, well, then once these people buy for like thousands of dollars, these big cats, and then the cats actually grow like, cause you know, like when you get a puppy dog, it's a little baby puppy dog or a little kitty, a little meow meow kitty. It's a little small S M O L it's small, but then, you know, you start feeding the cat and the cat gets to be like what? 11, 12 pounds, 16 pounds. Well, these tiger cubs, they don't stop at 16 pounds and they get to be 400 pounds. And then people are like, well, shit, uh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So that's where these sanctuaries pop up. So I, started watching the show and I genuinely like you thought it was just about the tiger King. And then of course I'm like, well, there's going to be some, some ancillary people in here and there's going to be some other people doing it. But every single one of these people could easily have their own documentary just about them and have it be just as riveting. Easy. I mean, so the story is about Joe exotic. He is a very, very charismatic and kooky and crazy uh, gentleman from Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma? I think that's what you he's, said. Yeah, he's in Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah, he is, uh, he's, you know, by very boisterous. He is proud to be very gay, very right-wing, very, very into tigers. He loves to carry his guns. He likes to shoot his guns. He likes explosives. He might or might not like meth. All his husbands like meth. He's also a polygamist. Clearly. It is, uh, he is insane. He's the perfect person to build a story around, but it also helps that he has had a professional reality show crew following him on purpose for his show for years. So there is so much footage dating back to who knows how long, five, six years, seven years, but it is since 2008. Yeah. And we talked about how it's rich people that buy these. Uh, when I went to the McCarthy animal sanctuary, it's largely magicians and rappers. That's largely who buys big tigers, big cats. Um, look, I'm sure there's plenty of other people that do as well, but the majority that were sent to the sanctuary or, or rescued by the sanctuary were from rappers and from magicians. So in case you didn't know that, that's a fun fact there, Hambone. And yeah. this is a story of a guy who, yes, he he breeds them. He breeds them for, pe- there's a whole market for petting where if you pay to be, have your photo taken with a giant, or I guess a, a cub, and and have your photo taken with them. And and that there's a huge market for that. And it's got to go to malls with these cats just to have you know his you know people have their photos taken with big cats i know you have uh had your photo taken with with a sloth recently i think yes. it kind of falls in the category i got to be looked i'm not putting you down handbone i've done it and i don't know there's a weird moral thing i had going through my head while watching this is would i still take a photo <laughs> 
tiger cub? Probably. Probably. Uh, nobody in this says that it's inhumane. I want to say that for the most part, this documentary played down the middle about the humaneness of the animal treatment. No one said that. Well, wait a second. Okay, wait. go ahead. Go ahead. Carol, who is in with PETA, says it's plenty inhumane what these other trainers are doing. And so there is a flip side of this coin. We do hear from the the polar opposite side, which are the people who claim that these animals are, are mistreated, that breeding is wrong and, and all that. But I feel, Hambone, that they never – and this is why I love this documentary. They took it right down the middle. Like they didn't play it up for one angle or, or the other angle. I feel like everybody had the chance to shine or fall on their own sword in the case with some of these. We're not going to spoil this because it's fresh, but I feel like they did a very good job. I mean, Carol, there's going to be stuff that you're going to find about Carol, who is the super savior of the cats. I mean, her story is more bonkers than even his. Yeah, I mean, I'm only three episodes in because I'll be very honest with you, like folks, when you're watching this show at home, right? You're going to watch it, and there's going to be a point you're like, I don't know how much more of this I can take because, like, what else could possibly happen? The documentary team who does this documentary does such an amazing job because they know exactly how to get you to that point where you're like, I, I've, I've seen too much. How could I watch anymore? And then in the very end of every single episode, they throw in some kind of weird twist that leads into the next episode, which keeps you, like, glued to the edge of your seat. So this is one that you're going to start watching. And, I mean, granted, no one's got anywhere, anything to do or anywhere to go. So you, this is one you're going to start watching, and you're not going to stop one watching. And I want to make it clear. There is a murder in this movie. There is possible kidnapping. There's threats of murder. There's possibly a husband being fed to a cat while a music video is taking place and being recorded. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, it is insane. There is sex cults. There are, like, everything in the trailer actually happens. It's not even sensationalist. Like, the whole world of big cat breeding, selling, rescuing is crazy, and I, I just loved every minute of this. I, I, I thoroughly the entertainment factor is high. You don't need to be into big cats to love this. You can be into any sort of true crime or anything. It is the complete opposite of McMillions, which was like super white collar but deep. This one is like not deep but batshit. You know what? I, I'm going to back you up on this, man, because I feel the same way about it. And I'll honestly tell you, I went back and watched the trailer after I got through like the third episode. Because you know how mostly when you watch a trailer, like they give you all the really big aha moments that get you like, I have to watch this. So the trailer is completely like, oh, yeah. So all this stuff happens. But then you have like five more episodes. Like it is just so deep. Yeah. With bonkersness. Yeah, you have the guy who, like, you know, the partner of Joe Exotic who, who you know, openly him and his wife are like, yeah, we're swingers. And we basically travel around the country with little baby cubs and get women to come into our bed. And it's just like, what? Like, how is this even, like, nobody's covering anything up in this. Like, there is no, I mean, you. I don't think you got to it yet, Hamble, but there is a legit man who blows his head off by accident like one of these morons are just like and it's on tape he's talking to this other guy who just happens to be running joe exotic's political campaign because yes people he ran for governor of, of oklahoma um and he's just like ah oh, there's no clip in this gun puts it to his head pulls the trigger and blows his head off on television like there is just and that's not it's not gratuitous but you're like holy like how does this get more fucked up and more nuts and it just keeps going and going Everyone's talking about Tiger King. It's justifiable. It is definitely worth your time, especially if you're stuck. And if you like documentaries, and if you just 
love the madness in this world. I mean, with all the real crazy, it's nice to see that there are definitely, definitely crazier people out there. And it's not depressing. Seriously. Would you agree? It's not depressing. It's ridiculous. It's not depressing. It, it's, it's definitely not depressing. It's more like... No, man, there's no possible way this can be real. But then, like, you do a little research and you're like, oh, my God, it's real. And these people are like just no one leaves anything on the cutting room floor. They tell you everything. There's like a, a retired drug kingpin who's got cats. And oh. everyone's like, no, man, there's there's no way you're going to get in to see him. He doesn't see anybody. But you, you're all put a Netflix crew and he's suddenly very chatty. Uh, it's amazing. And I was like I was watching this and I remembered all of a sudden I remembered back to like well, I was looking up the guy who who I went to the sanctuary for McCarthy uh, Wild. I think it's called uh, McCarthy Wildlife uh, Sanctuary. Again, fantastic sanctuary. Lots of big cats. Very similar. I think Joe Exotics is really ghetto, but I'd say it's very similar to some of the nicer ones they show in there. It's a it's a very good big cat rescue. Look, big cats when they were raised amongst humans, they while they could kill the humans, they can't go back in the wild. That's the problem with this hambo. I don't know if you, I think they mentioned it in it, but you can't yeah. just release. Big cats into the wild when they were born, raised, weaned by humans. There's just they don't know how to do what they need to do to survive, and that's why there's you know they're stuck with them here, and it's it's very sad. It's but, so weird. But it's it's also it's a very strange. I can't believe how many people make money. Many people make money off this. But what's funny is the tie into wrestling, which is the Undertaker. Very recently, I think it may have been last week when they were in Tampa. Um, doing promotional stuff for WrestleMania, went with his wife to this big cat sanctuary and did a promotional video for it, had photos of himself with like baby tiger cubs and big cubs and lions. And it turns out the guy who he was with was the one who owns the sex cult, the, the tiger cub sex cult with the with the women sex slaves. Oh, and the, long, the long-haired guy? The long-haired guy. Yeah, that's still Jesus very Christ. much the older guy. I don't know if he has long hair. Does he have a mullet? The old oh, no, he, no he's, he has very long hair and a soul patch, like a real soul patch, yeah, not like my soul patch. He, he is, has a soul patch. He is legitimately still running his business, uh, and, and that's where The Undertaker was, doing a huge PSA for it. Absolutely nuts. Um... I don't know. Again, I think wholly recommended. It. It, it's on Netflix. It dropped last week. It is the best seven hours you're going to spend uh, watching television. However, if you don't want to watch television and you want to go for more happy, more happy, I got to talk happy. to you. Now, this isn't really a review as much as just like, look, we're all stuck. We're all stuck. And we all need something to do. And some of us, like me, are working like... 12 hours a day, seven days a week, because things are because our business is a mission critical business, like keeping uh, our networks up and our phones working and our FIOS is running and all that stuff. So uh, I spend a lot of time on call or, or writing or just on calls for hours. And uh, last week, someone all of a sudden, someone, a lot of people on Twitter started talking about how a new Animal Crossing dropped. Animal Crossing, I played on the GameCube a million years ago. It's the it's like the Sims, but with cute little animals, and it's adorable. And it's it's basically Nintendo's version of the Sims. This is a game I would have no interest in otherwise. Like not at all. Like I probably would not have bought this. I would not have thought to buy this. I don't have. I haven't been Zelda yet. And and you know, right now my life is in Outer Worlds, which I'm still trying to get through. Which by the way is the best version of Fallout ever since awesome. fallout like three 
I, I think everybody should play Outer Worlds. We'll talk about that later. But Animal Crossing is, you know, you get dropped onto this island. It sounds like Survivor when they drop you in. They're like, we're putting you on a desert island all by yourself. And, you know, you can bring one item. And then they're like, we're just kidding you. We're going to bring you some other cute animal friends. And you can just, like, live together on this island in your tents. And, and then eventually, like, you can invite your friends to come from other islands that are your friends on Twitter, too. And basically, it just became this happy land to go to to escape the shit that you're in and i have hooked it up it's a switch game i've hooked it up to my second monitor uh in my office where i'm working out of so anytime i have a few moments to breathe to like relax i'll just switch over to my little island people and see how my little man is doing do you know what my island's called hambone mykonos no why would you even think mykonos where do you even get that from it's, it was the only Greek word that came into my mind. I the live Panthe- on Parthion. I live on my Thai island. Oh, buddy, that's awesome. Oh, you are so mean, Mykonos. Mykonos is like the worst Greek island. It's like where you go thinking it's Greece, but it's like everybody there speaks English. It's all like it's like the Short Hills Mall of Greek islands. So it's like the most touristy island in it's Greece. It's pretty bad. I mean, Santorini is too, but Santorini is literally the most beautiful place in the world. So it makes up for it. But my Thai hey, island is where I spent my week. And it's lovely, and it's wonderful, and and I'm, I got fr- I, like I can see my friend, like I can hang out with my friends from like Aww. Twitter and other Aww. places, and it doesn't have to be like you know we can breathe on each other, and it's okay, and I don't Shake have to hands. worry about getting sick. Uh, so anyway, it dropped on Nintendo. I, I just downloaded it because it's not worth going outside for anything, even though for a fraction of a second I'm like, well maybe I should do curbside pickup at Best Buy. I'm like, nah, I think I'm gonna take my risk and save it for when I'm starving and need to eat. Uh, so I'm like, nope, I'll just download it straight to my Switch. Animal Crossing, it's it's everything you love about the old Animal Crossing games in in you know, but on the Switch, so it's pretty. It's in 1080p or 720 if you're playing on oh, a little looks controller, great, yeah. and and they make cute noises, and you can collect miles to go visit other islands with friends. I don't know how much better to review this thing because there's not much to really say other than like this is the happiness we need right now, um, and, and it's the polar opposite of the GameStop situation. Which have you heard what happened there? They were like, we're an essential business. What? Is it GameStop or GameSpot? GameStop. GameStop. GameSpot's the, like, website, right? I don't know. GameStop. What the fuck? I'm like, they claim they were in central business, refused to shut down their stores, claiming that people need to be able to buy their mice and keyboards and webcams, you know, because you can't get that on Amazon.com, and refused yeah. to let their employees uh, let their employees go work from home. I mean, look, I get you can't really work from home. I also get that GameStop is on, like, life support right now, but you're not making yourself look any good if that's what you do. I mean... Oh, there's been a lot of people with bad looks right now. I know, but but very few are being called out, like really called out. GameStop was called out, and they were called out hard to the point where the CEO had to backtrack big time, moved everybody to work from home, and and also uh, come. You know, they're paying their employees to to work from home. I just isn't that special? I mean, situations like that, it's just a bad look, especially if you're calling yourself essential. Look at the dude. It's a it's a company that hasn't been relevant for like. 10 years since you started really being able to download things directly over the internet. Like who fucking needs GameStop? I mean, not just that, but just, you know, buying on Amazon was cheaper for a while. Like, even though I think they were the reason why Amazon had to go back to charging full price. Um, it, it, it's crazy. The world is crazy in that route. Look, 
I work for a mission critical company. Again, we have to keep the networks up. People have to work. We understand it. Like it, it, I understand that some of my coworkers have to work every day, and and you know we appreciate them so much. I mean, I don't have a mission critical job. I am public relations. I can work from my home and do what I gotta do. But like we understand that my company mobilized immediately to solve for that, and it makes sense. Like you can't sit there and be like. You know, well, we got to worry about this and that. No, you just got to do what we got to do to protect this country. So, it, or the world, for that matter. I mean, the world, yeah. I know, mean, with the exception of Florida. You're selling it. Except yeah, for Florida. Florida. Except for Florida. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But GameStop, what the fuck? Uh, Outer Worlds is the other game that when I'm not sitting at my desk, I've been plowing through. I did an early review when we when it first came out. This game is just. I mean, I can't even get into. There's aliens now. Like you're 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 fighting the quest for freedom against the galactic empire. I am absolutely obsessed with this game, and I'm so I'm so enthralled with it. Again, Outer Worlds. I found some people at work who are big Fallout fans, and they're all bummed because Fallout seventy six sucks. And look, we can like shine a turtle all we want. Fallout 76 sucks. It's not what we wanted. I regret paying $60 at launch for it. At least I didn't get the version with the bag. Like I'll just oh sit my with God, my yeah. I'll sit with home with my pit boy that you guys got me and I'll, I'll be perfectly happy with that. But um, Fallout 76 is horrible. This is the game that should have been what Fallout 76 was. It's by Obsidian. It's the guys who made uh guys and gals probably who made uh Fallout New Vegas and they got canned for no reason. This game is amazing. It is completely not online, so you don't have to worry about any of that bullshit. It is just the weird, wacky fun that you love in Fallout. Again, Outer World, I recommend. We'll do a full wrap-up when I finally finish this game. We are the worst at reviewing games because we're old and it takes us forever to beat them. But there Seriously. it is. There it is. But that said, Hambone, you have ventured into undiscovered territory recently, and I got to tell you, I am fucking proud of you. I oh, am thanks, so proud of you. I respect what you're doing, even though you haven't invited me to play with you. Um, I am so yeah, I gotta dig that a little bit in there. Uh, I am dig it in. so so proud. You have decided to first of all, Hambone, for all that you do know, is like the last to go onto new technologies for the most part, especially if it's like social based. Like you know, it's a little bit of a kicking and screaming. Ask us Twitter, which by the way has over a thousand followers right now. Yeah, thank uh, you everybody. But this mo- this motherfucker, my great co-host, has decided to help people play games uh play games that would be physical or in person uh over discourse uh discord discord not discourse discourse discord Discord, yeah like the record label but not spelled that way exactly Um, uh and 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 you are playing you know you're doing your own dungeons and dragon games you're doing uh cthulhu you are bringing people together and tell us all about your whole how this works how this isn't online gaming talk to us so for those of you who might not know, I have a second podcast called the Vintage RPG Podcast, where we talk about classic games, new games, and mostly game history. And one of the things that we always lament on the show is that there's never enough time for people who are like in our age demographic to play all the new games that are coming out, play different RPGs, and just try to get people together. Because when you're younger, it's a lot easier to get people together to play D&D. Like when you get a little bit older, it's like herding cats. So, see, so yeah, I'm sticking on the animal theme, George. So, <laughs> hurting uh, big cats. Hurting big cats. When all this stuff went down, you know, I saw a lot of people out there who were just, I mean, listen, everything that's going on right now is very mentally taxing on everybody. And I thought, you know, what could I do 
in my house to help people out there. So I put together a Discord server that I had for my business, Hamfist Productions, name drop. And uh, what I did was I turned it into a server for people who play RPGs that I know people who like expressed interest in playing RPGs that never really had the time before to kind of get into the hobby. And you know what? A lot of these people might not be playing them once, you know, the curtains lift and we're actually able to go back out into the world. But at least for now, uh, you know, I'm playing different games. I'm playing different RPGs that I, I never would have gotten to play before uh, and getting more people involved. And now these people are actually starting to run their own games and bring other people into it. I know right now uh, this kid who I kind of barely knew named Eric um, from the local gaming scene like a decade ago, he moved to Brazil and he's running a Aliens um, you know, Sigourney Weaver Aliens RPG on my server right now uh, with a dude who I know from Carney and then a couple of other people I know from just kind of being around. So, you know, it's my way of kind of giving back to the people I know and other people out in the world to give them that connectivity that they're not getting from being socially distant and from just trying to stay healthy and stay alive right now. So, you know, it's been pretty cool. Like I, I played a lot of different shit. I actually uh, started up my steam account again. Uh, I got a couple board games on there. Um, so I've been, I've been like, you know, trying to get back to game night, which we used to do on Fridays and play some games there too. And, you know, right now I think it's really important for everyone to do what they can to stay connected with the people that they love in any way they can FaceTime them, text them, call them, you know, social media is kind of uh, overwhelming sometimes and social media and the things that you see and that you hear can be kind of scary. But, you know, when you have a discord server, like I do, or when you're playing games online with your friends, it's a nice chunk of time that you can shut the world out and just kind of enjoy yourself and remember that it's okay to want to enjoy yourself and to have fun and to take time for yourself, you know, with everything that's going on in the world. And that's kind of what I've been up to, uh, quietly at night sometimes. So what does it look games. like? Are we looking at a board game? How are you showing this? How does this work? So there's several different ways you could go about it. Um, my recommendation to people, if you want the full, the best way to do it, uh, Google Hangouts is great. If you're going to do video, Google Hangouts is the way to go. I know everyone's like Zoom, Zoom, Zoom nowadays, which is cool. They unlocked a lot of stuff for like teachers and educators, but Zoom tracks all your data and all your movements. So it's kind of like whatever. Google, it, because it's Google and Google is everything, um, it's the best quality for video streaming. The Discord server is great because you can do video over Discord. However, with everyone in their mother home right now, uh, the video chat portion of it is a little bit strained however uh the text chat of it so i'll have a voice channel going and i'll have a text chat with the people i'm playing with and if i need to show a map or something i just cut and paste it off my desktop and i drag and drop it into the text channel so people can see the maps they can see the supplements and they know where they are in the game uh, now it works out great because i also use a program called dnd beyond which you have to buy the books for however uh it's everything that you need to play dungeons and dragons so you know i'm able to help people and give them the opportunity to use my things to make characters and to just get ready to run their own games as well and then if you have roll 20 Roll20 is another service where you could actually buy map packs and you could use their chat channel and their voice channel to kind of run the game and kind of move all the little figures on the maps, but it's digital maps. So, you know, there's lots of different ways to skin a big cat. See what it did there, George? Staying mm -hmm. on brands and uh, and get your games out there. So Steam is allowing you to do board games. So that would be where it's multiplayer online at the same time playing well, a certain game. Yeah, so so we downloaded Scythe the other night, which is a game that we play down at the clubhouse sometimes, and it's one of those games that like it takes like three hours to play. The thing is, it's not something where you can go 
and you can you buy one and then everyone can come in and play like everyone has to kind of buy their own copy to be able to play together so that, that's the one thing that kind of sucks about it however there are some games that are like less expensive some games like Catan that are free to play on steam so you know you, you pick and choose the board games you want to play and then you can take it from there that all right so that does make sense and that does also kind of suck i mean yeah if you buy a board game all the players that play with you play for free you know what i mean right. that's like strange yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look, if you buy a game for 50 bucks, it is a board game Then everyone who comes over is essentially playing with you. So Scythe was like 25 bucks for like the deluxe version. So each of us had to spend $25 on a game that one of us actually owns already. So it's kind of, you know, yeah, I, I do feel the ickiness there. I feel a little bit yeah. of the icky. Um, no, that does make sense. So as far as like Dungeons and Dragons type thing, that's mostly vocal though, where you're talking through where people should be going, what should they be doing? What is, how do you do rolling the dice? Do you just like, they trust you that you're rolling the dice, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an honor system. I mean, there are dice rolling apps. There are bots that you can get for, uh, Jesus, there's bots that you can get for discord where like you, you just hit a button and it'll, it'll generate a, a dice roll for you. But I think like, you know, the most fun about D&D, one of the most fun things is actually rolling the dice and kind of letting it decide and seeing how it works. So, you know, I trust everybody. And for the most part, like the people I end up playing with are really on the up and up. In fact, like most of the people on my server, I know I can vouch for. So, you know, it's cool. Like we've, I've gotten a lot of gaming done. I probably have gotten a lot more gaming done in the last like week and a half than I, I probably would have in like three months. Yeah, because it's impossible to get humans together face to face sometimes, especially once they get old enough to have kids and like work all the time. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, I'm at my computer right now. Let's go move over to the other side of the. <laughs> Let's move to the other monitor. What's going on here? Oh, Animal Crossing and Hambone. It's me. It's Hambone. It's lovely. Uh, going back. I'm sorry. I mean, it cut back, but like Hambone, I I, I do recommend. Uh, Animal Crossing for anyone that just wants to escape from reality a little bit and just, uh, I guess, need a palate cleanser every day. Like, that's where I recommend Animal Crossing. It is only on Switch, so obviously you would need a Switch. The Switch is one of the most impressive uh, gaming platforms I've seen in years. I don't think it's for everybody. Like, I wouldn't recommend you get a Switch because, well, maybe I would have when you traveled more, but I, I wouldn't if you have a PlayStation, that's the type of gaming you like. But Switch is definitely not a Game Boy. It's not a fair weather gamer. It's not what the mobile gaming market is now. It's definitely more, uh, it, it's for someone who just wants to, like, lie on a couch and play when they want to lie on a couch, play in their bed when they want to play when they're bed, or when they're traveling, or even at work. So that's where, you know, I just want to give the plug for Animal Crossing, so I don't think I did. I just kind of ranted. And if you want to join Hambone's uh, forays into virtual gaming, is that should it's not online gaming. I mean, that's where video no, it's just, gaming... It's, it's virtual. Virtual, virtual gaming. tabletop gaming. Follow, yeah, follow Hambone at Handbreaker at, on Twitter. I think you'd probably talk about it more there than Instagram, but uh, yeah, yeah, Twitter yeah. has become your platform, which is nuts. Yeah, I nuts. never would have thought. You if know, you would have bet money. I, I would have been like, it's a sucker's well, bet. Well, you know, because I'm occasionally right, right? You're right more than I give you credit for. It, you know what? You, Come on, you know son. you know why I'm busting your chops because you have not you have still not said I was right and you were wrong about a certain something that's happening in what a week or two. I don't even know what it is anymore. When's WrestleMania? In two weeks? In a week? Uh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, technically, you were very right about that. 
WrestleMania is happening. I um I hope to God it's just not the performance center like it's been this last couple of weeks. Wait, are they gonna show like uh, repeats of like previous WrestleManias during WrestleMania for for no reason at all? Dude, I I honestly don't know what the hell they're gonna do because I think it's done. I think it's happening in the performance center because from what I read in the dirt sheets, I read them. I'm not ashamed of it. But what I read was they sp- they spent like the last like three or four days just filming a bunch of shit for like upcoming Raws, upcoming SmackDowns, WrestleMania. And like, I think it's like the balls on them to split WrestleMania into two nights. No, it's, it's like, it's, oh, okay. So we haven't talked about this. I don't think it's the balls. I think it's a smart move because would you want to watch seven plus hours of Performance Center wrestling? You know what? Here you are right again. And yeah. now you can have two headline matches each night. You can have the world title one night. You can have the universal title the second night. You can get two big pops out of it. It pulls it down to four and a half, three and a half, four hours, which is much more digestible than seven, eight hours of Performance Center wrestling. Even if they do tape stuff outside of the Performance Center, which it looks like they might be doing like like street fights or something like that, which I hope they do do. I, and I, look, again, word got out say more than likely that WrestleMania is going to be entirely pre-taped. And and so yeah. are all the Raw and SmackDown. Again, you know, I don't care. Like okay. the fact is n- more likely nothing's going to leak because it's a closed set. And then also there is like who cares? It's it, there's no live audience. They they could be doing these Raws and SmackDowns. They've been doing pre-taped anyway. How would you know? How does it like? It doesn't change it anymore because it's not in front of a live audience. And again, leaks are far. I heard McMahon's actually doing different uh, endings to matches to uh, avoid leaks. Whatever. Well, I mean, in fairness, yeah. there's like 12 people there. So if, if something leaked, they'd know exactly who it came from. Yeah, there's that. And then, you know, they, they don't have to have the wrestlers there who are not wrestling those particular matches. So they don't even need to be there to leak it if, you know, it's a wrestler leaking stuff. It's the right way to do it. I Look, I have nothing, nothing but uh, like pride and respect for Vince on this one. I mean, he's giving us our WrestleMania. He's losing a shitload of money. He could have somehow found a way to hold it. But he did the right move here, and he's going to make people happy. And two days of it, look, you lose NXT anyway. You lose the Hall of Fame anyway. So you might as well do two days of WrestleMania. It's, I think it's the right move. And again, I don't think I could do seven, eight hours of just watching people with no audience at all. I just don't think I could do it. You think they'll be pyro? I don't think they can do pyro in the Performance Center. I just don't think they can. I think that's highly illegal. Um, I think they got to find a different way to do pyro. I don't know how you do it, but... That's the thing. Like AEW is doing their shows in Jackal Stadium or Jack Jackal Stadium. Is that what it is? Um, uh, Daly's place. Yeah, which is isn't that there where that the Jaguars play? I'm sorry, the Jaguars, not Jackals. I don't know. I don't sports. I don't know either. But I think that <laughs> I think they own that stadium, and it is an outdoor stadium, so you can do pyro. I'm sure it's zoned for that. You, yeah. If you do that in the Performance Center, do you really want a great white situation, Hambone? Do you? Hell no, bro. No. So I mean, I don't know how they're gonna do this. Um, I'm very curious. I just want, I don't want to, because they've now done SmackDown and Raw in this format for two weeks. Like, I don't, WrestleMania is supposed to feel different. So they've really got to break out. You know, they've really got to make it feel different. After AEW blew us away this past week with an incredible show, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I mean, it's kind of sad that we lost the pop for Matt Hardy and for Luke Harper without like a pop. We didn't get it. I mean, it was almost weird. It was weird watching Matt Hardy like, deleting and having no one delete but 
they gave us what we wanted and they made people happy. And right now that's all we should be doing is trying to find different ways to make people happy. Uh, I make, I make it a point on my drive home and to, uh, my parents every day, uh, to call up somebody, uh, one way there, one one. way in the back. So we have to say, I talked to Ian, I talked to, uh, one of my other coworkers, uh, just say hi, see how people are doing. Um, you know, especially your friends who are alone, who don't have a significant other, who aren't lucky enough to have all their best friends and weird people in the attic living with them, uh, and and grandparents. Yeah, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Is it just one guy? It's not a couple anymore. I think uh, no, I, I can't keep up. <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, Hambo does live in a multi-complex, so like there's people there's people you don't know in there but it's funny it is funny because everybody else is your friend in that place except for the the guy in the attic um so just make sure you reach out to the people that that you know that that live by themselves who just have cats and you know are old and smoke like those are scary times for those people and male it looks like all the male like this is affecting males more than anyone else at first i thought it was just because um the statistics out of china uh, wait, men smoke there and women don't. It's like a thing. Like men smoke, like Greece, except in Greece, everyone smokes. Uh, so everybody thought, okay, it's more men because they smoke. But it looks like it's a, uh, you know, we got to be careful, him, but we can't start smoking now. Bro, I, I can tell you how many cigarettes I've smoked in my entire life, and it was like two. I was going to say it's two because that's exactly how many I think I smoked in my life. Maybe, maybe right. three. Threw the pack away. Maybe three. Uh, I think we've talked about that before. Or the time I tried yeah. to smoke pot and like didn't know you were supposed to like not inhale it, you like swallow it. I don't know how it works. But I don't, that I don't know how that was bad too. That just did not go well. Um, I didn't take my meds today. You can tell I'm just rambling incoherently. <laughs> I think yeah. we're making people happy. We appreciate all the letters. I feel good about it. We appreciate all the letters and notes and tweets and DMs we received for doing last week's episode. Um, you know, we're glad to do this again. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to do like a Google Hangouts or something so we can have video uh, of me and Hambone because we feel that puts a smile on everybody's face. But as now, we'll keep doing this. I got to find a way to be able to do phone calls without like – I mean, I think it's probably just three-waying a Skype in and just having people prepared. But I just wanna, I want to keep you guys entertained. I know Hambone wants to keep you guys entertained with all his four thousand yeah. podcasts. And um, we it's have only three now. We have one more segment. Yeah, we're talking only two about active. Oh. <laughs> I love everything that comes out of Hamfisted Productions. Um, Okay, I only listen to the interviews on Vintage RPG, but that's because I'm mostly like, I got to see how Hambone's doing on his interviews, and they always get better. Yeah, since Bruce the Barber Beefcake. The incident, yeah. Only upwards. (laughs) Only upwards. Anywho, onward. Onward. So last week, look, we are we are omniscient, promission. We are soothsayers. We are we are genies in a bottle. We uh, predicted last week. We're like, well, if Invisible Man and uh, Hunt and all these movies that Universal dropped do well, how amazing would it be if Disney were to do it? We're like, well, Disney might not do first run. Well, guess what? Onward, major Pixar movie. I mean, Pixar doesn't do movies every year, even though they did Toy Story last year. They don't usually do a movie a year because uh, they work really hard on them. They just moved Onward, which was sadly dead in the water because it launched like the week before this thing hit America. Um, they released it onto uh, first for on demand for like a couple days and then on Disney+. Plus. And yeah. it is out, and you know we never got to review it. We really wanted to, but because of the uncertainty, we didn't get a chance to go to the movies. And um, we both watched it. I think in the last twenty four hours or so. And I, I think the uh, the I don't know. I think the hate towards it was not hate, but the 
Um, I was, I, I like it. I thought it was, it reminded me of Zootopia. It's that type of, if you like Zootopia, that's my favorite Disney movie. Everybody should go see it. If you like Zootopia, it's that type. It's a more serious, like it's like older adult type characters that like do the care in the way real humans and adults would. And I love it. And talk to me, Hambone. I've talked too much for the last 20 minutes. No, it's no problem, man. Uh, I loved it. I absolutely adored it. I think the word you were looking for was ambivalence. It yeah. wasn't hate. It just, it, it just, it, had, it was failure to launch, man. And to be honest with you, before all this shit went down, I was like, oh man, I have like a, a block of time. I'm totally gonna go. And I had, I had the tickets already purchased in my, in my AMC app. Oh, AMC. My homies, sorry you guys are going through all this like everybody else. But yeah, I had the tickets. I was, I was doing a double feature one night. I was going to go see The Invisible Man. I was going to go see Onward. I'm like, this is perfect because, you know, I, I know what I'm getting into. And then I was like, ah, it's probably not a good idea to go to the movies because this was like in the early stages of the coronavirus. I'm like, man, maybe this isn't the right move. So I stayed home. Right choice. Go me. I'm smart. And uh, I finally got to watch it today. And like, you know, folks, I know I came in a little hot earlier in the episode, but you know, it's been a tough couple of days for my, me and my brain. However, today I was like, you know what? I want to bring it back a little normalcy. So I made myself a nice breakfast. I sat down, I had a cup of coffee, and I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And I'm watching it. And it's a really nice story about brothers and loss because every Pixar movie is about loss. Uh, am I right, George? Like, there's no Pixar movie that's not about <laughs> loss of some kind. It's it's. It can get kind of rough sometimes. I mean, it's Wally. Wally's about, I guess, the loss of mankind. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you're pretty much right. It's the loss. It's it's about loss, and it, it hits hard in this one. Like it hits you. I'm like, oh, oh it's 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 kind of rough very quickly. Yeah. Uh, loss of a Hand dad. Ten minute crying jag in the bathroom after this movie. Say what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. it's it a, tough. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> But uh, no, you know, it's a movie about brothers, movie about family. It's a movie about like fantasy creatures who magic kind of wanes once science kind of hits their world. And it's about kind of finding magic in the world again and just kind of, you know, realizing the power of enduring friendships and the relationships that you have in your life. Let's be clear here. This is a cartoon movie, a Pixar movie that reaches into the annals of, of Hambowen's the recesses, the dark recesses of his brain. His, where, his, where his Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master warlord lives, pulls it out and actually turns it into a modern cartoon. So it's what would it be like if the creatures and animals and 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 fictitious magical creatures like org, ogres and dwarfs and 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 fucking I don't know all those Hobbit type things. What if they really live? But it you know it's today, and they throw, they they think back longingly to the days of back when it was you know you know they were more like fighting sorcerers and like demons and battles, and now it's like no, we work at like Ruby Tuesdays, but we're like minotaurs. I, I love that. Yeah. I love the fact Chimeras. that it's like what if it's not the medieval ages? Because look, most Dungeons and Dragons stuff, it looks like Game of Thrones. It's that era. It's medieval times. But it's like, well, what if that like shit still like kept going and it's like today? And that's what it is. It's it's suburbia with ogres and oaks, orcs and and I don't know, help me here. What like mogwais? What are what are these creatures in your world? George, Elfins. Mogwais are not Dungeons and Dragons. Silly guy. No, I mean there there is a lot of different creatures in this and they're all domesticated. They're all it's just like they're just you and me. And instead of just like you know, it's it just imagine the multicultural existence that we have in the world right now, except instead of like 
you know, different races and ethnicities, it's like, well, this guy is a fairy. This guy is a chimera. This person is an elf. This person is a dwarf. Like, you know, a chimera, a fucking chimera. I said it. It's it's great. And I will tell you that there's a scene in this movie where my one of my, if not the all time favorite D&D monster ever pops up. And I I'm like streaming in my buddy's apartment. Like I'm like, it's like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning and I am higher for it. I'm so happy. I so this is where I thought it was a lot like Zootopia because Zootopia is a story of of what if you were in today's age all the animals and creatures in the world that aren't human were humanoid like rabbits and foxes and bears and whatnot and lions and what would their jobs be and again when you say multicultural that's exactly what it is where you know people are racist towards foxes because they're sneaky and and criminals and and rabbits could never be more than what their a lot in life is cute little bunny rabbits but one you know I love little bunny rabbits um, that's where I thought it was very similar to, um, to a Zootopia, which again, one of my favorite movies. I thought the comedy in this lands, I think it's cute. I think it's heartwarming. You know, it's a story of two brothers. One's a little bit more geeky. One's more like, like bro dude, metalhead type. And he is awesome because he's not a bully. He looks like the type who could be the bully character, but he's not, he's the older brother character and it's them using their magic to somehow bring their dad back to life for 24 hours. So that's where it gets, you know, their dad died from some sort of ailment or disease. I don't know if they explain it. Um, but and he, they have a chance to bring him back for 24 hours. It's like, what would you do with your dad if you could bring him back? And, you know, there's obviously we don't want to spoil it. There's all sorts of shenanigans and, you know, their magic doesn't work quite right. And they have to, you know, make the spell happen. But it is very, very good. Last week, our friend Matt Giaquinto compared it to to Good Dinosaur. Matt is never allowed on the show but again because of that comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He'll be allowed back once we figure out this freaking phone thing. Phone thing. Um, I got to get him to stop saying know what I mean because I edited that out about a hundred times last week because that's what happens. You let me edit a show together. Um, but uh, he compared it to Good Dinosaur, which is like the worst Pixar movie ever made. And it, it is, is n- nowhere near that. Um, absolutely recommend it. Look, it's not Toy Story, and that's the problem. It's coming off the heels of Toy Story 4, and that's always tough. This was very, very good. It's, it's very innovative. It's very new. Yes, I do think it's it's very male-driven. It's very it's, it's a type, and that's why it's not as universal as a Toy Story would be or even like um, you know the, the Incredibles. I, I, this is definitely more of if you grew up at a certain time and you had a brother and you, had a, you were a boy. Like I could see you really relating to this hand bone considering oh, yeah, totally. you had an older brother. You were, you know, you Wait are. A I am the older brother. You're the older brother? Yeah. No fucking way. Really? Yeah, by four years. You're kidding me. No, you didn't know that? No, he looks so haggard. Yet, like, sure, an attractive way. Well, I mean, what? That's not, that. I didn't call him an asshole. Weathered. Weathered? Versus Maybe, haggard. I don't know. I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to say here. But yeah, no, my brother, I don't think he looks older than me. I definitely think he looks older than But also, than you. thank you. Um, I don't know. It's just that I, I yeah, you just sh- surprised me. I had no idea he was your, your your younger brother by a lot. Yeah, I stay out of the sun. I laugh a lot. That's my secret. Do you recommend Onward? Oh, I absolutely recommend Onward. Uh, I definitely feel like it's a it's a solid. I, it's it's not that long of a movie. It's a solid like front to back watch where you know you can kind of telegraph some things in it, but you don't care because you're just kind of enjoying the ride. And if you like D and D, you like RPGs. This is like a perfect RPG movie. 
So good, so good. Really, uh, really appreciate Disney for putting it out. It was the smart move. It wasn't going to make any more money in the movies, considering where we're at. We know what the lifestyle, the life cycle of movies are, and, and that's the way it goes. Today they announced Wonder Woman is going to get held. That's the smart move there because I mean I that's so. going to be a blockbuster. I think, as we said, tentpoles should not be thrown on demand for the hell of it. I think New Mutants absolutely should be. I think Disney should really, really reconsider not just. This is it. Just drop new mutants. Unless you guys know something we don't know, like this is the best movie ever made. <laughs> like, no one, our expectation, we will do, I swear to God, guys, if they drop new mutants on demand, we'll do an entire fucking episode on new mutants. Just oh, yeah, totally. dissecting. 100%. I will have, virtually have Hambone on the phone and we will, like, like, we will take that apart like it is, like, canon. Cause, I mean, there is no, we will, I, I just, Fox do it. Let us have it. Fox, Disney, I don't know. Let us have New Mutants. But uh, again, uh, very smart move with Onward. We'll see what else they do. Um, you know, this is going to keep going. I mean, look, it's supposed to be over by Easter. But, you know, assuming an intelligent person is in charge, this is not ending anytime soon. Nope. And again, keep yourself, keep your spirits up. Try to get out. Work is obviously crazy for a lot of us right now. For those of us who are looking for stuff to do, definitely look. Take, reach out to Hambone if you just want to break into gaming. You want to start gaming for the first time? He's your person. You want to find you want to find out about the latest weird wrestling, punk rock stuff? Hit me up. Like we're here to help anyone out there who feels sad, who feels down. We're uh, available to talk on phones. We're available to do whatever. We're easily accessible. Uh, actually, I'm sometimes too accessible. No DMs are locked down here. We are here to help everyone out here because we love all our fans and we love everybody yeah, listening to the show. Um, you know, definitely, I mean, I, we might go there. Rate, review, and subscribe. No, we appreciate you. Appreciate us. We appreciate everything. We are happy. We're trying to be happy. It's tough. Look, it's tough. It's tough. I'm trying to put on the smile every day. Every time I get on that phone call at 830 in the morning, I try Same to say, here, buddy. say good morning, everybody. Try to be happy with everybody. Tell everybody, look, if you want to, you know, want to give Bluey a try, Bluey is a great option to smile, <laughs> to smile instead of just being very, very angry about something called Blinky that has nothing to do with the quality that Disney creates. It's Bluey. Put some respect Blue, on his name. Bluey, Bluey is there for everybody to love and, and cherish. Hambone, how can the kids reach you? You can find me on the Twitter at Handbreaker. I tweet about Dungeons and Dragons. I tweet about cute animals. I tweet about professional wrestling. You can follow my day-to-day -day adventures in podcasting and in life over on Instagram at John Hambone McGuire. And uh, check out my other podcasts. If we're talking about games, you want to listen to the Vintage RPG Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. George, where can the people find you? People can find me at GLK Creative on Twitter, where I mostly talk about tech, run speed tests, and post lots of cool tiki stories. You can reach me on the Instagram, where I just post photos of my child. And that's very strange if you follow me there, but I also post punk rock photos, so there's that occasionally. I love my kid. He's cute. I don't mind people telling me I have a cute kid. You can find us at cultofgeorge.com where I write about everything and anything. I'm trying to find a way to transcribe these episodes into bite-sized nuggets for it. Like, I'm almost done with the Bob Mold review. Like, I'm getting there. It's tough, but I'm getting there. Free time is not good right now. MyTieTV.com is where all our old episodes are stored. All 154 of them. Um, maybe three. I'm not sure at this point. Definitely check it out. Go find all our videos on my YouTube by searching My Thai TV, or if you search just yeah My Thai Happy Hour, you'll find us. We're there. You can see Hambone over the years how he's changed and matured. And changed. I have matured. You know, he matured. 
He's, he, you know, it's great. All our different Tiki shirts, how they've changed over the years. We will be back on TV eventually. We just need to get guests on the show, which we can't do until we stop social distancing. Yeah. Anyway, I am George. You are Hambone. I this am. is my Thai happy hour. We will be back again next week. We're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring and whatever else we can stir up between now and then. Hambone, take us out. Everybody remember, be nice. Aloha. Aloha.